Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to 31 Days of Podcasting. Day 27, 31 Reflections on 2023. Can I tell you, I I almost just forgot to post a podcast for tomorrow. I don't know how, because it's the 27th day. You'd think I'd have this down by now, but like I was sitting here and I was like, okay, I want to work out tonight because I have a daily Peloton streak going of like 20 something days and I don't want to break it. And also I kind of want to take a bath and I kind of want to just chill and like scroll because it's been a really long week. I wasn't feeling that great this morning. Like I, I felt like I was getting, I, just, I didn't feel good this morning. I feel better now. Anyways. So I was sitting here thinking about how to use my evening and I was like, oh, you ding dong, you need to go record a podcast. I don't know why I forgot that was so silly. Anyways, (laughs) I'd already picked out a topic for today. This will likely be a longer one, I think, I think, because it's a recap of our 2023, like on the whole and mostly just around spending, kind of an overall financial recap. And if you listen to Inside Out Money, which you should, it's a great podcast. I am one of the co-hosts. I would be curious. I don't think there's any way for me to know, but I wonder, I assume there's like almost 100% overlap between like, I think every Liz Gets Loaded listener is probably also an Inside Out Money listener. I don't think every Inside Out Money listener is a Liz Gets Loaded listener because I think it's Inside Out Money has a bigger audience. But anyways, my point is that if you listen to Inside Out Money, you already got a lot of this, but I mentioned this yesterday. I'm I'm always like afraid I'm talking too much in any kind of group setting, literally just in my life. So I was trying to keep it brief in that episode of Inside Out Money where we all talked about our spending for 2023. And here I will not keep it brief. I will keep it long. Okay. I am, you can tell, I can just tell when I'm tired and podcasting, I get a little silly. All right. Total for the year without housing, without including the mortgage, we spent about $140,000 in 2023, which feels ridiculous. That's like so much money. I don't even know where. Well, I mean, I do know because I'm literally sitting, literally sitting in front of a color coded spreadsheet, but that's okay. It was a big year for spending. It was also, to be fair, a big year. It was our biggest income year, which so far, like every year has been our biggest income year. Does that make sense? Like every year, um, each one of us, we have a household of two adults. Like each each year we've, we've made more money than the last year, like including high school and college probably. So that's not like that big of a deal, I guess, but it's a big year for earnings by like a good amount. And then it was also the year that we invested the most. I think, did we invest more than we spent? Not including the one. See, if you include employer match to 401k and HSA, then yes, we invested more than we spent and not again, not including housing. Our total investments were like 160 something. I love having all this data in front of me, by the way. I I don't remember exactly, but I remember being like, oh, I need to make a budget around the age of, I'm trying to think, it would have been like right around 25. So I remember I just moved and I was like, all right, we got to like figure this out. And I kind of started just using like a spreadsheet and then I'm sure I just Googled like how to use a budget (laughs) and came up with 
mint. And then I just started using mint. And since then, every dollar has been tracked every single dollar, like incoming and outgoing. So that's kind of fun. I feel like I've talked about this a lot, but I did move to using Monarch money this year, but only mid-year. So I don't have full year data in Monarch, but luckily, luckily I am a big nerd. So I don't just track using Mint or Monarch or YNAB or any of the tools I've used. I also use my own spreadsheet and I use the My Wealth Diary Tracker in addition to my own spreadsheet. So it's all, it's all there. Backups and backups. All right. A couple of things to keep in mind. We bought a new to us car. That was like a huge expense. It was I don't remember exactly how much it cost and I'm too lazy right now to go look it up, but it was somewhere just under $60,000, including like all the taxes and all the fees and the registration and like blah, blah, blah. And we paid off most of it in 2023. So that was like a huge chunk. But even if you take out the car, we still spent almost $10,000 every month, not including a mortgage, which again, I'm like, I feel like I should be living a much fancier life than I am, but here we're were some of our highest categories. Highest category was the car. Travel was a little over $18,000. And again, I mean, I'm not complaining, but I do feel like for more than $18,000, I should have like much more interesting photo albums. That $18,000, we spent a week in San Francisco. That week in San Francisco was so expensive. It was like $3,000 and $1,000 of it was just lifts. And we had a free place to stay almost every night we were there, except one, I think. We were just lifting all over the city eating out for every meal, like treating, like just treating friends. I mean, and just being, just being silly. Um, 6,000 of that was going to Mexico for Christmas. And then the other half was like a couple weekend trips. I went on this like meditation retreat and some weddings. So I just really feel like <laughs> it's fine, but I am excited to take another international trip besides Mexico, which is technically international, but like not really what I mean when I think of international travel. So I am hoping hoping to do that this year. And our next biggest category of spending after travel was charity. So that was $13,000. I feel good about that. I'm not mad about it. I always feel a little funny talking about it. I mentioned this before, but I think it just, it makes me feel a little bit vulnerable that someone listening might think like, well, that's a lot of money. And you're just saying that you gave a lot of money to charity because like you're trying to flex. And I also feel like someone could be like, uh, seems like you made a lot of money last year and that's not very much compared to like your income. So you should be doing better there, but that's where we are. And then vet bills were almost $10,000 right around like 4,000 between 4,000 and 5,000 was one weekend stay in a dog ICU. I learned last year that there are dog ICUs and the other half was just having a senior dog medication and extra vet visits and stuff like that. Our next biggest category was food. Don't you worry. I'm bringing you a whole breakdown on food. Food was about 15,000. Medical was a big category for us at a little over 6,000. We're both fine. Like we're not dying. I mean, we're all dying, but anytime soon. I hope both of us have like slightly broken bodies and just bodies that aren't always doing what they're supposed to be doing. So doctor's visits and physical therapy and some medications and just all adds up, especially we both use, I don't even know how to describe this. It's massage therapy, but it's not like, oh, I'm just going and getting a massage and like calling that a medical expense because it feels good. No, like it's basically physical therapy. It's like an elbow in your glute or someone like pulling on your collarbone. Like it's not, it's not always pleasant. Sometimes it's nice. 
nice, but it's often sort of uncomfortable and it makes you sore, but it makes our bodies work better in the long run. Anyways, that's all not covered by insurance at all. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Our next biggest category was house cleaners. I knew this was a lot, but I guess I didn't really think it would make like sort of top spending categories, but our house cleaners are amazing. They're so awesome. And it's $220 every time they come, they come every other week. And that worked out to $6,000 for the year. And then we spent almost $5,000 on home furnishings. Remember all those times I said I was going to do a whole blog breakdown podcast episode about that whole process. I never did, but I worked with a designer from West Elm. They have a free design service. It's quote unquote free. They will recommend a bunch of West Elm stuff and you will buy it because they put it together and make it look really nice. So we spent about $5,000. That was to, I would call it finish our house. Like we've lived here for a couple of years now. It's like the house is in good shape, but there were a few places where it's like, I don't like these dining room chairs. They're just, we got a new table, but like not new chairs. So they didn't really go like, I know we need new chairs. I know on this wall, this table doesn't look right. This little like side table doesn't look right. I'm not sure why bedding is like not right. I don't know how to pick out bedding, that kind of stuff. It was kind of a one-time expense. Okay. But even if you don't count the car, just those things. Okay. Like travel, charity, vet bills, food, medical, house cleaners, and home furnishings was $73,000. And of course we did spend money on other things. Oh, another big one is driving. I don't separate out. Oh my gosh. And car maintenance. Oh, that was another almost $5,000. So almost $5,000 in car maintenance. We had this big auto repair bill and then decided to buy it. So decided to like get the car fixed and then decided to get a new car the next month. That was not the wisest decision I ever made. And then driving in general is a bucket. That was about $4,000. I that are driving like parking, car insurance, tolls, etc. Are some other big categories. $2,500 on electronics. I think that was like one new laptop, maybe one or two sets of headphones. I bought a new microphone this year. I can't remember. Be a keyboard, various chargers, that kind of thing. That all adds up. $2,500 on clothes. I will say about 20% of that clothing budget, like a good chunk, like $400 was to get permanent bracelets, which we went and got on my birthday. And that was so fun. And it's, I, I could break out clothing and jewelry. It's actually a good chunk of this is probably jewelry. Like at least a few hundred of this is jewelry. I have a Roxbox subscription that I really enjoy. And I find myself lately just buying sort of high quality little delicate gold things like a little necklace I wear every day some cuff earrings I wear most days oh this really pretty heart-shaped ring I posted a bunch of times on Instagram from a brand called Nichelle like a Michelle but with an N-A instead of an M-I at the beginning so cute let's see what else live performances was about 3,500 which averages to about $300 a month concert tickets going to shows going to like lecture series going to plays, musicals. Really love these. Definitely a place I feel really good about. Like this is high value spending for me. I'm not trying to cut back here. If anything, if we got to the end of the year and I had only spent like $500 on live performances, I would be bummed unless I had gone to see a bunch of live performances for free, I guess. But here's the good one. Our total home maintenance cost for 2023 was only, it was less than $3,000 or about $240 a month, which is great because the last two years it was like, I think around $15,000 each year. And that's too much. Didn't enjoy that. Christmas spending was almost $2,000. And I talked about that in the last episode, but a majority of that was gifts. I would say there's a few other things that go into this, but it would 
very roughly like a third gifts for family members, a third me buying gifts for people on my team at work. And like a third is our holiday cards that we send out. It's not exactly even like that, but it's not far off from what the breakdown is. Okay. I'm trying to find any other categories that might be interesting to share before I get to food. Car service, Lyfts and Ubers were about $300 for the year. So it's about $25 a month. And that's way down for us, which is great. We've been doing more just someone being a designated driver, which saves money both on drinking while you're out and then also on Ubers and Lyfts. I try to use Lyfts, but sometimes all Uber depends on what's going on. Oh, we have a category for games and books. It's really low. It was only $250 last year, 20 something dollars a month. And that is for books. We mostly get books from the library, but sometimes you just want to buy the book or games. So dice or board games, that kind of thing. Let's see, looking around, we spent almost $800 on a dog walker, which comes out to about $66 per month, which is like getting a dog walker two times per month, which always seems reasonable at the time, like each individual one. But when I look at this and I'm like, oh, we spent $800 on dog walkers. Just let me clarify. We only use dog walkers on the days that both of us go into the office, which we both primarily work from home. So this feels like it could be avoidable, but also on the days that both of us go into work, we are lucky our offices are, are, are were pretty close to each other. So we would often carpool, which definitely made going into the office more pleasant. So I guess that's worth it. Food was not that bad. It was less than $700 or 50 something dollars per month for pet food. Oh, here's one that's a little interesting. $200 for pet grooming, which we only did twice. Sometimes you just want to pay someone else to give your dog a bath. I actually got confused about that for a second and I thought it was like human grooming. And I was like, whoa, that's really low. But we put that under personal care and that was $1,300 for the month or about $110. Nope. I said that wrong. $1,300 for the year, which would be $110 for the month for each month on average, which is interesting. Only one of us is getting haircuts. I, here's a fun fact. I have not had a professional haircut since 2019. And in February, maybe it was March, February, March of 2020, right before things started to lock down for the pandemic, I was like, I really need a haircut. Like it has been, it has been like at least six months or longer. Like my hair is so straggly. I need to go get a cut, but obviously that didn't happen (laughs) because it didn't happen then. And then I just started cutting it in the backyard. I like watched a YouTube video and started cutting it and it doesn't It's not perfect, but it's not terrible. I don't think anyone would, I don't think anyone would like stop on the street and be like, whoa, lady, weird haircut. But I also don't think it looks like it has been professionally cut. So that $110 a month is a combination. Occasionally I'll go get a facial or one or both of us will get our nails done. I get my eyebrows professionally done usually every, I mean, I used to go every month, but now I feel like I go every two or three months, not even to save money or anything, but just because the place I like to go is we moved. So now it's not as close. It's on the other side of town. It just takes a little bit to get over there. And then also my frownies are in this personal care category. So that's been like $20 a month. So that is that. Speaking of personal care, I guess gym related cost fitness was almost $700. So close to $60 per month. And that's like the monthly Peloton membership and then buying a few other things. I think I bought some resistance bands. I bought a little goose neck iPad holder thingy for my treadmill, that kind of thing. It kind of adds up. Our cell phone bill is very low. It was only $417 for the year, which averaged out to $35 for the month, which I think I'm looking at this. I think it's basically $30 a month for both of us. And then one or two times, I don't have unlimited data. And if you go over, I think it's like, 
like $10 to re-up your data for the month. So yeah, that is my extremely lavish lifestyle, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. This is like the funny thing about spending and lifestyle inflation, I guess. You look at it and it all seems reasonable. This all seems reasonable to me, but that is what it is. All right, let me do food and then let you go. I'll let you go. Okay, (laughs) total food costs. For the year, just over $15,000. Okay, here's the breakdown. Groceries, of course, was the biggest. That was about $8,200 for the year, which comes to less than $700 per month, $685 per month. If you're curious, our cheapest month for groceries was December, but we were doing like that try not to buy groceries challenge. So we only spent $289 in December. And then we had one, two, three months that were only around like $460. I feel like that's as low as we can go in like a normal normal month. Let's see, one that was 670, one that was 750. Only one, nope, sorry, two over a thousand. One really over a thousand. What were we doing in October? Why did we spend $1,100 on groceries? That's wild. Anyways, one for 750, one for seven, another for 750, one for 860. So average is out. That was restaurants. Excuse me, that was groceries. Restaurants, I break out restaurants and takeout as different because a restaurant, they just feel like such different spending to me. A takeout is like, I'm hungry and I I didn't plan ahead, so I'm going to like DoorDash something. Although I I think I DoorDash like two or three times this year. We don't get a lot of food delivery. Like I'm going to DoorDash something though, or stop at Chipotle on the way home or while out, right? Like running errands or takeout is like, I often, when I drive into the office, I just don't have to get up early and make myself breakfast. I stop at McDonald's on the way. Takeout is like, I didn't plan and now I'm hungry. (laughs) And there's definitely joy that comes from that, but it's not the same as restaurant spending, which for me is like a sit down restaurant, which is almost always, I mean, at minimum, it's the two of us together having what I would think of as a date, but often it's also a social thing with other friends. And sometimes it's going to a nicer restaurant with like really great food and really great ambiance and the service that creates an experience. And sometimes it's just walking down to the sit down taco place down the street that we really like. And those are just so much more memorable. I'm not saying I remember every single time we we've gone out to a restaurant, but I mean, a lot of them, I really do. So restaurants are very different for me. Did I say the amount for restaurants? I don't think I did. Restaurants, we spent about $3,500 for the year, average $300 a month. I would say this is like a place, if I was not trying, that would be at least double. Like I would love to go out for a nice dinner, like every Friday and Saturday night, if I had unlimited money, but I do not. And then takeout, we spent about half that, about $1,700 for the year. It came out to about $140 per month. And like I said, that's like, I get McDonald's on my way to work. I also, I'm a big like Taco Bell when I'm running errands. Two spicy potato tacos. So good. So cheap. So delicious. And then also goes going into takeout. I do a lot of whole food salad bar meals and I put that under takeout too. Takeout doesn't literally mean you have to like take it out. It just means like fast food, essentially convenient, fast, casual, or like fast-ish food. Okay. That was groceries, restaurants, and takeout. I also separate out coffee shops. I feel like some people just would put coffee shops and takeout and restaurants all in one, but I don't. Um, Coffee shops I count separately because again, they just feel like a different experience. We live close to a really amazing coffee shop that I love to shop at and like 
like support with my dollars. And again, I try to make sure that we are spending like at least $50 a month on coffee shops, but I don't, one month was zero. That seems very unusual to me, but obviously we averaged out to about $60 per month, which comes to a total of $700. So we're about even, I like to go to local coffee shops every now and again. I do go to Starbucks. They're just, they're just like totally different things in my mind. Okay. That's coffee shops. And then lastly, booze slash bars, $950 for the year. That comes out to $80 per month. Did multiple episodes about alcohol. So I'm going to stop myself from going on and on and on. Although, oh my, I was like, I wonder what it was in 2020 because you know, I feel like it was higher that year and it was, I don't, I don't even want to, it was higher. It was like more than twice as much. So I will say about that. That was 2023 from a financial perspective. We spent a lot of money. We made a lot of money. We invested a lot of money. That felt good. We maxed out all of our tax advantage accounts and had something like $200 a week, maybe going into a taxable brokerage. When I look back at 2023, the thing is like, it all feels kind of normal aside from, okay, actually maybe it doesn't feel, I was about to say that. And then I was like, outside of the car and the vet bills and the home decor and the medical, (laughs) I don't, it doesn't feel like especially interesting to me, but I do think looking back that 2023 was a year that I just spent a lot of time thinking about money. Not necessarily, I mean, really not at all thinking like, oh, are we going to have enough money to pay our bills? It was really a year I spent a lot of time vacillating back and forth between we should try to be more frugal so that we can accelerate our long long-term goals of reaching financial independence. And it literally doesn't matter because like the difference between investing $160,000 for the year versus like $140,000 for the year probably isn't really going to move the needle. So like why am I trying to save $100 on a grocery bill? I really ping-ponged back and forth a lot between those years, between those years, between those two things over the last year. It's weird. So I think this year I, well, I want to try to do less of that, but I don't totally have a plan for how to make that happen. And without that plan, I'm not sure it will happen. One thing I think will feel good, assuming we go back to being a two-income household, I think I'll feel like, okay, all this income now is like bonus. Like we can invest a lot of it, but also we can just spend it and feel good about that. So I guess I'm making my hopes on that. We will see. You know that I will keep you updated and yeah, questions, thoughts, find me on Instagram. Thank you. If you've left a review, thank you. If you have just sent me a DM this month saying like, Hey, I'm enjoying the 31 days. I actually just got a text earlier tonight from Andrew, who's one of the co-hosts of Inside Out Money. And he was like, Liz, I'm listening to your January series and I really like it. And I was like, Oh, thanks buddy. So nice. But he was like, but I, the problem is I listen while I'm in the car and then I have all these thoughts and things I want to tell you in response. I'm in the car, so I can't text you. And I was like, you should send me a voice message. There is, you know what's so funny? I Podcasters, like Spotify for podcasters, which is what I use, automatically puts this link to leave a voice message, like send me a voice message in every episode. And no one's ever done it. I mean, I've never mentioned it or like asked for it, but I think it'd be funny if someone did. I've thought about doing an episode where I'm like, hey, like leave a voice message with a question or your experience priority, like asking a question and asking people to answer it and then play the answers. But that seems like an advanced move. So maybe, maybe I'll go on my goals list for 2024. But for now it's day 27. That means 28, 29, 33, four days left. The last day will be 2024 goals. And I'm still deciding for the next three days. So you're just going to tune in tomorrow and find out. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I know you could be listening to literally the 
that it's like the third time is in literally on this episode, but like literally millions of other things and you're choosing to listen to this. And that is so cool. And I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you listening or sending me messages or sharing with a friend or leaving a rating, or I don't know, maybe you just play it to like help you fall asleep because you find this boring. Either way, I'm appreciative. Okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. 